Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to Finn's Radio's 30-Minute Finn Block. Here, I am Brian Miller. We are running our first test show of this uh, new series that we're going to run. Give you a little bit of background here real quick. I'm Brian Miller. I am the editor of FinFanatic.com, the owner of Fanatics.com and Finn's Radio. Previously, I've worked on On the Finn side for about seven years as one of the co-hosts there. I used to co-host All Fan Radio back about 12 years ago and also ran a show with Mike Brothers from Shed Dogs on Friday nights called The Shed. Um, about the last year, kind of taking the last year off, kind of revamped things, and we're back with the 30-Minute Fins block. This is going to be a four- to five-day uh, show that we're going to run during the course of the day. Um, it's a 30-minute program. It's pretty simple. You can listen to it on iTunes by going to the podcast and downloading it free there. You can visit us on fanatics.com and listen to the show there as well. And, of course, you can go to Block Talk Radio. For those of you who want to ask questions or have things that you would like me to talk about, all you have to do is send me an email, finfanatic, excuse me, I'm sorry, fanatics1, that's P-H-I-N-A-T-I-C-S-1, the number one at yahoo.com. That's fanatics1 at yahoo.com. Leave me your questions, comments, anything that you want. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at TXMedic5, that's tx medic five you can also reach me at finfanatic.com uh, as well in the meantime let's talk about what's going on right now obviously we know that the miami dolphins are not playing this weekend did not play this past weekend will not be playing tonight the game was not re- um, moved to another city it was rescheduled postponed to november 19th the tampa bay buccaneers and the dolphins shared a bye week and there's a lot of people complaining about the fact that the dolphins will have to go 16 games this year we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a little while, but let's get you caught up to date on what is going on right now. What we know, the Dolphins are playing or practicing at Oxnard, California, the Dallas Cowboys training facility. They will start. Uh, they will report tomorrow. They will start practicing on Wednesday ahead of their game against the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. The Los Angeles Rams had offered the Dolphins the opportunity to practice at their facility. Miami decided that Oxnard was probably a better option for them. Uh, after this week, things are still going to be kind of up in the air after Hurricane Irma rips through. The Dolphins don't know if they are going to be able to return to their training facility in Davie, Florida. As of right now, assessments have not been done on structural integrity at either Hard Rock Stadium or at the training facility. I can tell you from previous experience, the training facility uh, tends to flood a little bit in the, in the area surrounding the facility itself, and I mean literally at the college campus. So this is a pretty big storm. I have to imagine that the football stadium was, or the, the practice field was somewhat inundated with water. We do know that the practice bubble was deflated a couple of days ahead of the storm hitting, so that should remain intact without any problems. There's always the possibility, if not a lot of damage was done there, that the Dolphins could practice indoors once the, the bubble has been inflated again. The question really comes down to what is the structural damage, what is the water damage done to the training facility itself? Uh, and that's kind of what we're waiting on. The Dolphins have not been able to get back in here. When I say the Dolphins, I mean the executive team have not been able to go back in and assess the damage as of now. As far as Hard Rock Stadium goes, what we do know is that there, there was a tornado reportedly in the area of Hard Rock Stadium. We don't know if there was any damage done to there. Right now, the Dolphins reported this morning that they are visually inspecting areas of the stadium from security cameras that are still in operation. So far, no structural damage has been has been seen. However, they will send in contractors and inspectors to gauge whether or not there was any structural damage done to the, to the stadium itself. What the area is, 
like around it is also going to be key as to whether or not the Dolphins return on October 8th. That is the next scheduled home game. So the Dolphins are going to be kind of in a predicament here. Uh, They will travel to Los Angeles this week. They will travel to New York next week. They will travel to London the following week. Real quick note on that. It was reported this morning by um, the Miami Herald that Stephen Ross actually did reach out to the NFL and asked them if they could move the game back to Miami, and they were told no. We'll talk a little bit about that and whether that is a good idea or not. So right now, the Los Angeles Coles- or the Los Angeles Chargers is where the Dolphins are going to be playing next Sunday. The stadium is a small stadium. It's only about 27,000 seats. But this is the relocation stadium for the Chargers. We'll talk more about that as the game gets closer and throughout the course of the week. Right now, everything in Miami seems to be centering completely around the aftermath of Hurricane Irma. We don't know everything that's been going on, but we do know that a lot of people are without power. Millions of people are without power in South Florida. The Florida Keys completely destroyed on the lower keys. It seems as though, from recent reports, the upper keys have kind of made it through, uh, at least not totally destroyed. And from what we're hearing, it's the Isla Morada area that seems to be the cutoff as to uh, decent, um, you know, decent damage to uh, catastrophic damage the further down uh, the lower case you go. So as far as the Dolphins are concerned, let's talk about this 16-game schedule because that is what they are going to face now. Losing the bye week against uh, on November 19th, losing the home game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start the season, they'll pick it up later means that the Dolphins are going to spend, like I said, 16 games on the road. And there's a lot of people that are upset about this. A lot of people feel that the NFL should have done more to relocate this game. Uh, I have to disagree. Knowing what was going on yesterday, if you watched football and you have friends in South Florida or you live in South Florida or whatever the case may be, it was very hard to watch football on Sunday. It was very hard to cheer for what was going on on television when you knew that at that very moment there was catastrophic conditions in South Florida, in Miami, in Naples, in Cape Coral, that Tampa Bay was going to get hit later that night. And you had to sit there and think about that. I spent more time looking at at footage and video of what was coming out of Miami to make sure friends were okay, rather than paying a lot of attention to the football games that were on TV. And I think that as a player, that is a lot to ask of a player to go out and play a football game uh, with that, in the back of your mind that you don't know if the home that you live in, if the property that you have is going to be damaged. So I think in in that regard, the NFL did the right thing. And if Tampa Bay didn't have that bye week, then maybe you have to do something about that. You have to move that game to a different location. Otherwise it may not get played, but you had that option. It was an opportunity that was there. Knowing what Tampa Bay went through last night, it's probably good for them as well. Um, just not having to worry about that secondary problem, that off-field issue that can't be controlled. So what does this mean? Well, it means that there's no bye week. The Dolphins just had it yesterday. That was their bye week. It's not uncommon for teams to go through this. In 1992, when Hurricane Andrew hit, the Dol- hit Miami, the Dolphins lost their bye week. They went 11-5 and that year and took the, NS- or took the AFC divisional um, the AFC division. Now, that's not to say that Miami's going to do that again. There's a lot of things going on with this season for the Dolphins. But back in the 80s, there were no bye weeks. Teams went 16 weeks in a row. In fact, they went 20 because at the start of preseason, there was no break between the fourth preseason game and the first regular season game. They started the week after. 
So there was 20 weeks of playing football, albeit four of those weeks were kind of, you know, they were preseason, didn't really do a whole lot. But that's what NFL players used to do. They did this on top of doing two-a-day full contact practices that were not monitored by the NFLPA. There were no restrictions. It was full contact all the time. So it's plausible. It's doable. Is it ideal? No. But you know what? There's worse things that could have happened. There are worse things that happened in Miami. Uh, so the Dolphins have their work cut out for it. But you know what? They can either get tough and attack this situation or they can whine. And if they whine, they don't deserve to be in the postseason anyway. And it's not going to really matter had they played at home, played on the road, or anywhere else. Part about all of this year for the Dolphins is that everything is kind of seeming stacked against them. They lose Ryan Tannehill to the year, for the year with a returning with a, another knee injury to the same knee. Uh, they, they lose starting linebacker. Kolomisi, before the season even gets started, before training camp even gets started, they put him on IR with a neck injury. Then they lose Raekwon McMillan on the first play of the first preseason game, and he was the penciled and inside starting linebacker for the team. Then you lose cornerback Tony Lippett, who's your nickel corner. He's going to be out for the year. It just You lose Ted Larson, your starting left guard, for at least eight weeks. Uh, so that's the bulk of it before you even get into the training camp or get training camp really moving along. And then the next thing you know, you get a hurricane that comes through. It's pushing the season back. It's giving the Dolphins 16 weeks, no bye week. But let's look at the positives on this because there are positives. If you get into a rhythm, a bye week's not going to break that rhythm up. And I've got news for you. It can't. You can get on a good playing streak, a nice streak, and then a bye week comes up and that time off just kind of loses that, that makeup, that mental, that mental edge that you have. And the Dolphins have that opportunity to take this season and use it as bulletin board material and to play harder, to play tougher. Adam Gates is not going to let this team go through the motion. He's going to hold them accountable. There's no excuses for this season, regardless of what has happened. The Dolphins are going to go on the road this week to Los Angeles. They're going to stay on the road against New York. They're going to play a home game in, in London, which really isn't a home game outside of the fact that they get to uh, let somebody else call the coin flip. Then they're going to come back against the Tennessee Titans. It just keeps rotating after that and goes and goes and goes. And the Dolphins have a tough schedule, especially in the second half. But, again, if you get through the first half of the season and you come back in the second half, yes, you're not going to have the bye week after a short week. Yes, you're not going to have the bye week before you play the New England Patriots for the first time. But that's okay. There's worse things that can happen. And if you can build that momentum and you can keep that mindset in place, you're in a great position to take care of it. This is one of those things that Miami can benefit from. And hopefully, if they can do enough, win the division – They'll get the bye week between uh, the first week of postseason and the second week. And it's something that you really kind of have to hope that the Dolphins can do. There's a lot of people out there talking right now that if the Dolphins can finish 8-8 eight and eight with everything that's being thrown at them, then Adam Gase deserves to be uh, coach of the year. 8-8 eight eight might be a little bit stretched. They might have to do a little bit more than that. But there's still no reason that the Dolphins can't continue what they built upon last year. As far as London is concerned, There's been a lot of hoopla about the Dolphins bringing the game back to the United States and back to Miami. Again, the Miami Herald said earlier that Stephen Roth reached out to the team to do exactly that, and it didn't work out. NFL told them no, and of course they're going to tell them no. You're asking for them to change an international series venue 
back to the United States on what amounts to three weeks' notice. Uh, it's not. It's not plausible. It's just. It's not doable. Would, would it be great in a perfect world? Sure, but we don't know what the condition is of Hard Rock Stadium. We don't know if that stadium is going to be playable in three weeks. Maybe it will be in four weeks. Maybe it not won't be. We don't know. How long will it take for power to be generated back to that area? There's a lot of questions. Then on top of that, you've got fans of the Dolphins. You've got fans of the Saints that bought non-refundable tickets, airfare, hotel accommodation. You've got people all around the world, and especially in Europe, who spend their money on non-refundable tickets to buy tickets for this game, to travel from Germany and France and Italy and all of these other places. We've got fans, an, an Italian fan base of the Dolphins in Italy that are a big component at these games. We've got Finns troopers that go over there. Uh, we've got a, 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 new, or a, a European Dolphins fan group that, that are there. These are huge, huge investments that these people are making, and you can't simply say, well, we're going to take the game away, and we're going to bring it back to Miami. It's already set there. Maybe you have an opportunity to do that if, if this was the fourth game on the schedule for the NFL in Europe. And what I mean by that is there's four games that are going to be played in Europe this year. We're the first ones. The Dolphins played the first of those four games. So maybe if they were the fourth one, you're talking maybe two months out, a month and a half out, maybe then you can say, well, you know what? given the circumstances of the team's travel and, and what's been going on with Hurricane Irma, we'll bring them back and maybe we'll put a different team out there. Um, but the NFL is going to be responsible for refunding those tickets and the money if the Dolphins don't play there. And it, yes, it's about money. It absolutely is. But so is bringing them back to Miami. It's, they can tell you whatever they want, that it's an inconvenience for the team to travel to London, that there's too many other things going on right now locally than to have this team playing in London. It's not. It's about money. You bring them back to Miami, you're doing it because of money. You're doing it because it saves money. You're doing it because it brings money back into, into the Miami area. It's always about money. The Dolphins need to play in London. They need to get these three games out of the way. They need to get their mental uh, status back on playing football and not with the stuff that's, that's on the outside that they can't control. And they need to be ready to come back against Tennessee on October 8th, which will now be the home opener. Uh, and once they can do that, then the rest of the season should settle in. The first three weeks are going to be the bruising weeks. These are the tough weeks that Miami has to deal with. The San Diego Chargers, we, or the, the Los Angeles Chargers, we don't know how good this team is. We don't know how bad this team is. We'll get our first look at them tonight when they play on Monday Night Football against Denver. We do know that New Orleans, we don't know what New Orleans is going to do. We haven't seen them yet. They'll play the Vikings tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, we know that the Jets didn't put up much of a fight against the Buffalo Bills, and they lost, I think, 21 to, to 6 or 16 or something like that, a little bit closer than what many thought. But the Bills didn't really have a strategy going in either. So there's a lot of different things. I mean, you look at the New York Jets game. It's obviously the MetLife takeover. There's 1,000 people that are going to be showing up to, for that game that are Dolphins fans. If you want to go, Go to MetLifeTakeover.com, sign up. There's still time you can get involved with that. I'm going to be there in two weeks. It'll be my first trip up there to, uh, to be with Dolphins NYC. So there's a game that the Dolphins can win. With the first game being this coming weekend, Miami should have the mental acuity to be able to go in there and beat the Los Angeles Chargers. They should be able to easily beat the New York Jets, who are struggling in just about every asset of completely gutted that team. We'll talk about them when we get into Jets week. And then, of course, the Saints. We don't really know what the Saints are going to be like this year. But it sets up well for the Dolphins to win these three road games to start off the season. 
if they can bring that back, if they can come back to, to Miami on October 8th, there's going to be a lot of energy surrounding Hard Rock Stadium if it's back up and running. If you look at the fact that we're talking a month away, people being uh, having most of what the, what's around them cleaned up, power should be restored to most, if not all, of South Florida. This is one of those things where now there there can be a a break from that mundane recovery efforts that they have been going through, and now there's something that they can grasp a hold of. Um, I have a feeling that looking at the damage that's been done through a lot of South Florida that the recovery efforts there, the, the cleanup, is going to be massive, and it's going to take weeks. Um, and I'm sure that when, you know, if I end up going down to Miami on October 8th, like I originally had planned, that whole situation is up in the air right now because we don't know what's going on with that. But I have a feeling it's not going to look like the same Miami that it did, uh, you know, when I was there last year. So, there's a lot of things. If you have the opportunity to go down, go down, help out, see what you can do, offer your services. If you have it available too, and not just in Miami, but we're talking all of Florida, the, the entire West coast of Florida was damaged as well. So that October 8th game, that could be a huge game for, for Miami as they return home. Like I said, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Later on this week, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers after we get a good look at them tonight and see how well they play against Denver. Who's got some questions. As far as the NFL goes, week one, what did it present? What do we know? Well, the big game obviously was on Thursday night when the New England Patriots were beaten handily by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, for the first three quarters, it was back and forth. and seemed like New England was just going to take the game like they typically do. But something happened in that fourth quarter. The New England Patriots defense went to sleep, and Kansas City exploded for 42 points. That was a huge game for Kansas City. And it really kind of puts things into perspective for New England. What we do know is, is that all of the talk of their run for perfection this year ended in week one. And if you're a Dolphins fan, you have to be thrilled with that because that was the one team everybody was pointing to saying they built their team for perfection this year. They did. A lot of free agent signings and trades that they made, big names, Brandon Cooks didn't do anything. Um, so Tom Brady looked like he was 40 years old instead of that, that 35-year-old that was going to be able to do anything. Uh, there's cracks in their foundation. We'll see how they recover this week uh, coming up. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, as I said earlier, they were able to beat the Jets 21, I think, to 16. I'm not 100% sure on that score. I know they scored 21 points, but they didn't look great. They didn't look in, in uh, like a cohesive football team. They looked like a team that was in the process of kind of rebuilding some things, and they are. And playing against the Jets, there was some – you know, some stuff going back and forth where the Jets weren't – obviously the Jets are not a good football team right now. Uh, maybe expected the Buffalo Bills to play a little bit harder. Uh, Sean McCoy uh, ran the ball very, very well, and uh, that's probably going to be something that the Dolphins have to deal with later on in the season. They don't play them until the final – they play them twice in the final three weeks of this season. Around the rest of the NFL, no real big surprises. Green Bay was able to beat Seattle. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, they – really played good against a very bad Indianapolis Colts team. But more surprising was the lack of people in the stands. Uh, I'm curious to see how it's going to be next week when the Dolphins play the Chargers because there was a report yesterday that giving away the tickets for the Rams game for $6, and they couldn't fill the stadium. It was empty. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of empty seats, kind of reminiscent of the seats that we saw in Miami under Cam Cameron um, and for some of those years, some of the latter uh, Tony Sperano years, where there was a lot of empty seats. That's what it looked like 
in Los Angeles for the Rams. Of course, they're in the process of building their new stadium that won't be up until 2021. But I think if I'm the NFL, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about that, something I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. Around the rest of the NFL, um, Allen Robinson tore his ACL uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars had an impressive win over the Houston Texans, but what was really more surprising was the fact that the Texans defense played as bad as it did. But uh, Robinson's out for the season. Clay Campbell for the Jacksonville Jaguars had four sacks. That was an extremely impressive game by him. Uh, the Texans were forced to bench Tom Savage, their starting quarterback, at halftime and go with rookie Deshaun Watson for the second half of the game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns started off looking like the Cleveland Browns of old. They gave up a block kick for a touchdown against the Steelers, but they battled back, and Deshaun Kaiser actually looked pretty good for the rest of the game. And the Browns almost were able to pull that one off, but it looks like maybe they might finally be heading in the right direction. It's not somebody that the Dolphins have to worry about right now. Ravens. Ravens look good against a very poor, poor Cincinnati Bengals team who Andy Dalton looked lost out there. They were they managed to put up, I think, three points on the day. It was just a, a miserable showing for Andy Dalton and the Bengals offense. Um, so I'm not quite sure if the Ravens are that good or if the Bengals are that bad. And the reason that it matters is because originally you look at those two teams and you think one of these two teams is going to be vying for a wild card spot at the end of the year. Um, by the looks of it, the Bengals will not be one of them. I know it sounds kind of funny when you start talking about postseason week one, but there are games that, that could decide things like that. If you look at Green Bay and Seattle, that, that's a game that's not going to be played again in the regular season. So when you get to week 17 and you start talking home field advantage, you, start, you have to go back and look at week one and say, well, the Green Bay Packers beat the Seattle Seahawks. And there were still some areas in the, uh, in the AFC that were like that. There were teams in, or games in the, NFC, or in the AFC excuse me, that had that, that kind of play. The Denver Broncos tonight against, <clears throat> against San Diego – Maybe that has an impact on a division. When you start talking about rivalry teams and there's two teams playing each other twice in the year, that first game really tends not to have as much impact as it would later. You look at New York and Buffalo. Uh, okay, the Jets lost. 21-12 to was actually the score. Uh, you look at that loss there, but the Jets are going to have another opportunity to beat Buffalo later. You look at Kansas City and New England, they're not going to get that game back. That's it. That game is the end of the game for the rest of the year unless it goes into the postseason. So when you start talking about like games for like a team like the Dolphins who may be looking to get a wild card spot, that is a game Miami has to play Kansas City on Christmas Eve. And that is a game that you could earmark and go, like games with New England, well, Kansas City beat New England, Miami beats Kansas City. So there's some, there's some inevitable things there. Perhaps one of the bigger games, Oakland and Tennessee. Now, this is a game, again, that will not be played again the rest of the year. This, is, you know, this could come down to both teams last year. Oakland made the playoffs. Tennessee came very close. Miami took that final spot. This year, that could be one of those wild card games where you look at and go, had they won this game, Tennessee is advancing to the playoffs, and perhaps maybe Miami or even Oakland are not. So the Oakland Raiders put up a 26-16 victory. Both teams pretty much looked solid. That game kind of got out of hand towards the end. But for the most part, it was a pretty good game, and I think we really saw uh, Marcus Mariota back from his injury uh, this year, and he came on strong. Derek Carr returns from his leg injury or his knee injury from last year right before the postseason. So there was a lot of promising stuff there with those two quarterbacks, and it's something to watch because the Dolphins have to play Oakland this year, and they have to play Tennessee, which brings us back to October 8th, Miami Dolphins' first home season. Uh, home opener of the year now will be, again, on, on October 8th against the Tennessee Titans. So 
that's where we're at here. This was kind of like I said, this was kind of a throwdown today. We wanted to see how things would go. I'm kind of testing out the, the software. I'm kind of testing out the, the upload to the website, which should be up later on today. So all of these kind of things we're kind of, we're kind of tinkering around with. In the meantime, go over to fanatics.com, P-H-I-N-A-T-I-C-S.com. Check out our new logos and our artwork. Uh, I'm very happy with what we've got. We've got Fins Radio up there. It's home of the 30-minute Fins block. You can't beat it. Once again, my name is Brian Miller, and I really appreciate you guys being on here. You can follow me on Twitter at TXMedic5, and also follow me on Facebook at the same name. And we will get you uh, up to date with any of the new news. We will not be broadcasting tomorrow. However, we will be back on Wednesday. Um, So check us out then and make sure that what you do is you go over to uh, iTunes, look us up on the free podcast there, or, of course, follow us uh, by going to fanatics.com. And you can also check out the podcast uh, being uh, presented on finfanatic.com as well. Uh, So on behalf of, well, myself, because I'm a one-man show now, no more of this co-hosting stuff. Uh, Brian Catanzaro and Paul Pickett Jr. are running on the Finn side as a separate entity now, and you need to check them out as well. You can follow them on Twitter too. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks for, uh, for joining us today on this uh, abridged, well, not even really abridged because I've only got five minutes left, but on this, this quick hit 30-minute uh, Finn's block here today as we kind of test things out. Have a great day, and for those of you in Florida, stay safe, recover well, and uh, our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts are with you and your families. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you on Wednesday.